0: So, oh, she, she sold you that?
1: That's nice. Yeah. This is a uh, this is what I do now.
0: <laughs> is well. it, so it's like a reverse Cosby show situation? Where the what, kid is what selling... What? Just, remember when Theo wanted to move out and then they started charging him for everything? Like uh, at, at the house? Vaguely. Or am I just a bit are you? Yes, you are. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um,
2: what is? But I like it. I like her product. That's good. Is she? Um, is, is she making Josh purchase things too, or?
1: No, Josh is uh, on a call. I think, or he's busy. Oh. I mean, it's all of her
2: clothes. So. Okay. Oh, what well, she sell? <laughs> oh. So I don't she think just, Josh just can yeah.
1: wear them. I don't know.
2: Okay. Well, it looks. It looks very nice.
1: Thank you. <laughs> it looks. It looks like Hello Kitty.
2: You've really um, upped the. Uh, the fanciness of, of this of this group
0: I mean it's a, not a hard push but it, oh
2: no no you already did you already yeah.
0: you already did up the it's just uh, elevating it to another class level. the
2: class level was already up
0: oh the good what happened to us crew is here going at it again I don't know yay, yay. we're surviving back in quarantine again or we're back in lockdown I believe
2: some of us never left some of us never left
0: Oh, there there's so many things to it. Yeah, that's true. Oh, uh, is this uh, yeah, it's been interesting. How was everyone's weekend?
2: Uh, uh patriotic.
0: Yeah? Great, yes, America. Woo.
1: Um had two people over and we social distance barbecued.
0: Nice. That's about it. Hey, it's better than <laughs> most people. I mean
1: I took I took Monday off, so that was nice, but there wasn't really much to do. So
0: you know, we just hung out.
1: As, as we do. I spent more time with Kira. She was very appreciative because, you know, I work too much, she says, all the time.
0: Oh, I've been finding out that little, little ones think that parents work too much. They're always on the always. phone. Yeah. Always doing because they're,
1: things. Because their entire life revolves around them. So whenever we can't pay attention, usually it's because we're working, and that's what we tell them. And so they always think that work is, you know, hindering our time. Which it is, but I tell her that we need to work in order for us to have a house.
2: <laughs> that's, and other basic that's, yeah. things and toys. Yeah, that's yeah. That's a good point. Um, yeah, I got Th- nothing. You got, you got nothing. Um, <laughs> I got, well, no, I, I can't. Ask... I can't speak for my children. Yes. No.
1: Can I ask how Bill um, liked Hamilton?
2: Oh, oh yes, yeah, so that's so thats that, that was the patriotic thing that I did. Yes, we uh, sat him down and watched Hamilton on Sunday. Uh, it was. Um, I think it went well. Um, it was exactly what happened. What I was afraid of, and my mom was afraid of. We we we'd seen it. We saw it in the theater, theater in the actual theater, like on stage. Um, and my mom loves the music, so she knows she knows that like soundtrack front and back. This was sure. the first time she'd seen like Lin Manuel do it. Like most people, because right. most people didn't get to see it on Broadway. But um, our first fear was realized in that just from the moment it started, we knew that he was gonna have trouble following it because. It's very fast. Like, if well, you're not, and familiar- there's a
1: lot of there's a lot of characters that play the different characters. So it's yeah, like you have to like, keep track.
2: He, he asked me a few times. He'd be like. Like who is that supposed to be? You know, like it's hard to keep track. And if you've not, and I don't know if you've, if you guys tried to watch on Disney Plus or if you care or anything, it's it's shot very well, but it's still shot from a stage performance. Like they used cranes, like uh, several different techno cranes and things. So there are very cool close-ups and shots that are within the stage, but it's still on stage. So the sound quality is not amazing, because it's like you're watching a, a film filming of a stage version. So if you would, so be a, it's 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 a very hard way if you've never heard the music before to follow. I can totally see that, uh, and it's long. It's really fucking long.
0: What is it? Like three hours?
2: It's
1: it's a three musical. Hours.
2: There's
0: an yeah.
1: intermission.
2: No, that's, it's three hours. Normal. There's a minute, and they they give you a minute intermission, which is funny that they even do that because you can pause it whenever you want to. Um, but yeah, and in the end, so, you know, I, I kept looking over, as you do when you're watching somebody, something with somebody, and you're not sure how they, you're trying to gauge their reactions. Um, uh, he, he did pull the, which I've spoken on, the, on this before, that when he gets really bored, he pulls out a nail file from his pocket knife. Oh. And starts filing, he's done that in, in movie theaters. Right, right, right. Like, I'll be sitting next to him in a movie theater, I'll hear the keys jangle, I'll be like, okay, here we go. Uh, he did that during the English Patient. Um, and uh, but no, but yeah, we got to the end, and his his immediate like you know, review upon it the literally the credits rolling was okay. I liked it. Okay, which That's I can't a... really ask for more. No, you know he and he did. He said I had trouble understanding it, especially you know, the the, the show was very top heavy with the rap, like the all the the you know, like all the backstory in the first half of the first act is spoken very fastly. Like the, the the more melodic singing songs are tend to be on in the second half. So it be it's hard to, if you don't know what's going on, I could definitely see how it'd be a problem.
0: I'm going to have to uh check this out and make my own review then. Have you seen not, not seen it. Like have you even listened to it? Nope. Like
2: are you no see I'd be curious to see what you think. It, it's it's
0: let's see if you I can know, make it through the first act or the the first yeah. It's I guess.
1: It's, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. It, it, no, it's fun. It and it's history cr- fun. Like, we showed it to Kira, who's five. It's PG-13. Uh, we were kind of on the fence about it, but we were going to watch it, and we weren't doing anything else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, she was able to retain some of it, but a lot of the bigger issues, obviously the violence she didn't like, so she, like, left the room, because, you know, they are yeah. dueling and stuff. And spoiler yeah. alert, well. <laughs> Alexander Hamilton gets killed. Whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa. whoa. No, <laughs> no. Bleep that out, Hugh. Bleep that out. We don't want <laughs> Don't, don't ruin the story. <laughs> well, yeah.
1: But also his... I don't know if you know anything about him, but his, his son actually uh, duels a few years before that and gets killed, and he's like 19. He's super young. So yeah. you would think that he would know better, but, you know, pride, yeah. ego, anything, all the all of the above, everything else. Thinking that people are going to just shoot up in the air when somebody asks you for a duel is foolish in my opinion, but... He died in, with honor, I suppose. Um, I don't know. I don't.
2: Think Fortunately, of, of everybody who's listening to this, he's probably the only one who's not familiar. So we're not ruining this for anybody.
1: Yeah, but um, the music is great. Like I've been listening to the music since it came out, so I knew all, a lot of the songs, but like in context, not really. So watching the stage production was actually really awesome. And um, King George, who is Jonathan Groff, who is amazing. Um, I saw him. Uh, do Spring Awakening, like, years and years ago when it first came out, so I was, like, one of the first people to watch Spring Awakening on Broadway, or off-Broadway, so that was special, but um, he plays King George and is only literally in it for, like, maybe ten minutes the entire show, but it's very significant and the songs that he sings are fantastic and catchy as
2: catchy as hell and
1: watching it live like on on, like it's so much better because of his facial expressions and his sarcasm and everything it's so good and Kira likes him even though he's a bad guy because he plays Kristoff on Frozen I told her that and so now (laughs) I mean she likes all the bad guys anyway she's like obsessed with Darth Vader and like all the bad people so
2: yeah it's it's interesting when you you mentioned it like I, I saw Lin Manuel being asked about it on Twitter like how he it it's PG-13 even though it does have a lot of bad language in it like obviously you know the they they still have to rate it even though it's a you know film version of a stage on stage but um the way that they were able to get the PG-13 I guess is the 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 stage production of the show has has the word fuck three times in it. <gasps> For them to get PG-13 for this release on Disney Plus, you can only have one fuck, which I thought was one fuck too many. I didn't know you could even have fucking a PG-13. Um, so Lin Manuel had to get rid of two of them. So basically, he did some clever editing where they were not leaped out, but they were sort of drowned out within the show because obviously the show that's being filmed did not do anything to the language. But Lin Manuel's comment about it was what I thought was kind of clever: is somebody asked him how he got it to PG-13, and he said, "Well, I had two fucks to give." Uh, he's a clever guy. Uh, that one's a clever guy. Good for like, good to, for you know, to to be fair about if if you're not like listen to it a lot. I listen to a lot. I've seen I've seen it, but I asked, so you would watch clips on YouTube like a lot of people. So I had no problem following it at all. Right. The first time I saw it, but they they did say that um, it is spoken so quickly that if they, I, I somebody said if. if if this show given like basically given the script if the if it was spoken at a no, quote unquote normal speed the show would be 6 hours long it's kind of in the same way that um, a lot of sorkin stuff but specifically um, Gilmore girls like if you, if anybody's ever watched Gilmore girls they speak like famously fast like like the, the mother and daughter and uh, a typical Gilmore girls script for a 60 minute episode was well over 100 pages cuz they spoke so fast it, but it was so long. So I imagine the Hamilton script is very long because they speak very fast.
1: Yeah, and they edited it a lot too because I think the original incarnation, a lot of the songs were a little bit different. And especially, I was just talking to Josh about this, but the, the song Burn was very different. If you listen to like the earlier iterations of it, because um, it's about when she finds out about the affair, spoiler alert, and she burns all of his letters. Um, it they changed a lot of the lyrics to make Eliza a little bit more sympathetic because I think she knew a lot of what was going on. <laughs> you know
2: yeah, there there have been some uh, it, like I don't know I mean I guess they're coming out of the woodwork more now just because I mean over the last I mean Hamilton was already like a, a huge phenomenon, but now that any now that well I don't want to say that anybody can watch it because you still have to get Disney plus, but like pretty much anybody can watch it now like a lot of these Hamilton truthers are coming out of the woodwork talking about all the historical inaccur- inaccuracies. And it's like, Oh, come on. Like it's that it's that'd be like nitpicking Les Mis because of the historical accuracy inaccuracies of that particular revolution. It's like, just let no, it go.
1: No, but it's based off of a, it's based off of the biography by Ron Chernow. Um, yeah, and no, it, and that's it is what inspired it. And so whatever information, like he already did all the legwork as far as the research. So Lynn Manuel Miranda just kind of went off of it. And there's a lot of times where there aren't letters and things are missing. So you kinda just make
2: well, it think up the, a little bit. The the truthers weren't so much complaining about that the that factual things either did or did not happen. They were complaining about how a lot of the characters flaws were certainly smooth like it like again if you watch it if you want to don't watch it but right. one of the characters in the show like he's the like they make jefferson look insanely charismatic and entertaining like he's one of the best characters in the show they totally gloss over the fact that he had you know was a terrible human being right like they're not in and, 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 like you know he, he owned 600 slaves yeah there's... and they even make a they made a reference to sally hemmings in the show he he hands sally a, like a letter and he just says here you go here sally take this so you just assume it's same sally Hemings. but like they make no reference to him being like a horrible slave owner hamilton had slaves no reference of it like so they 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 are washing away that part of history cuz they don't want you to hate these people well
1: but in the, ra- in, the battle, in the rap battle in the rap battle hamilton brings it up a little bit about jefferson he's just like how do you like he said something about how do you – how else do you make your money, and who works? The, who does the labor? You yeah, know? that's true. So that they bring true. it up, but you know, like even his, you know, the Schuyler sisters are really a big prominent. They have a big prominent role in in the play, but like their dad is like this prominent prominent New York politician, and he had slaves too. Like I think all of them did, but the, the they kind of show Eliza and Hamilton as being a little bit more progressive, and she's basically said that if he was alive, like he would be helping her with you know, um, trying to end slavery and women's rights and all that other stuff that she focused on, you know, throughout her the rest of her 50 years or whatever, how long she was alive since he died. Like, he, he. I mean, even though he died at, like, 50, oh. you know, had a lot more to do, I suppose, because he had so many ideas and so many things to do. But it's, it's kind of sad because you wonder, like, what would have happened because it basically, like, ruined Aaron Burr's career and he, yeah. like left politics, basically. And he was a VP. So, yeah, what, a, what a
2: weird, weird world that they lived in, where you could just challenge the, the vice president to a duel, and everybody's like, yeah, cool. Like, what, what would have, you know, again, spoiler alert, we know what happened, but what would have, say, Hamilton, well, again, yeah, Hamilton put his gun in the air, but still, had Hamilton won the duel, killed Burr, he just essentially, essentially assassinated the vice president of the United States. What happens then? Like, that seems problematic. Nowadays, yeah, and there's a joke in the, the, a running joke in it that they that all these duels were, were they would go over to New Jersey for them because everything was legal in New Jersey, so it's kind of a fun running joke. Um, so who knows but um,
0: <laughs> I mean yeah. when you name a state after an island off the coast of England I mean
2: yeah oh, and I was another Sam I think huge historical inaccuracy that, that I noticed that I never really picked up on before is I'm pretty sure. Hamilton and Jefferson and all those rest of those characters were white guys were they not that seems (laughs) highly inaccurate
1: yes so messed up that's probably why I didn't want to say anything about like the cast changing and people like getting confused because (laughs) of the whole stereotype of like they all look the same kind of thing well Um, well
2: even if the cast was entirely like like Hugh, for instance again where I if, if People listening haven't seen it. Well, you know what? Fuck you. It's, it's just like... It's been out it's for a while. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. But like, um, you know, David Diggs, who was probably my favorite person in the show, he plays Lafayette in the first half, first act, and he plays Jefferson in the second act. Okay. And and you, it's quite obvious he's playing a different character, especially because of the, the costumes, French accent. Right. Not French accent. Right. Uh, other, uh, there's a few other characters that ro- rotate characters within the different acts. But even if the whole cast was was white confusing you'd be like okay wait who's who's he playing now but like but it's pretty you know it's fairly obvious like that it's not like anything well they have songs
1: about like like when jefferson comes back from france and david diggs who was lafayette in the previous (laughs) like earlier like they have like an intro song to like introduce him as yeah so people won't get confused so it's you know It makes it a little bit more obvious. And um, there's only a couple more people that, that, that have like two characters. Everybody else was the same character throughout the entire show. So it's not that confusing. But I just always joke around because, yes, like it was blind casting. So, yeah, there you go.
2: Yeah.
1: And it's amazing what blind casting can do because like a lot of those people have become a lot more famous and have done a lot more things because of the show, which I
2: think is great.
0: Yeah, for sure. And who thought the, uh, theater was dead? What? And who thought theater was dead? Well, it technically is now. Well, it, I mean, like, yeah,
2: sure. I mean, Broadway said there's, they're shut down for at least at least through the year, end of the year. Like, who knows how much longer.
1: Yeah, I mean.
2: The, so many of those shows are just not going to survive. Like, the you know, they're just hemorrhaging. You know, a lot of them are hemorrhaging money to begin with. Like, you know, even even uh, Frozen's not going to make it. Like, Frozen just is like, yeah, we're not going to be able to come back. And you'd think something that big would at least last. Well, again, then again, sometimes the biggest ones are the ones that fail because they're so expensive. Like, that Spider-Man show from several years ago, that one didn't last very long because it was so fucking expensive.
0: Yeah, it, it, it had an accident. Wasn't there a death or something on that one?
2: There was probably accidents. There was so much... Uh, like stunt work and choreography with them flying around the stage i'm sure somebody got hurt i think the only show that's going to survive is cats
0: because cats, cats
1: cats never well, die
0: cats never. I, well, thought they, 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 I thought they canceled cats like a while back canceled
1: well they always revive it it always becomes revived it doesn't matter yeah. like give it give it a cycle it'll come back <laughs> Like cat, like they have oh, yeah. like more than nine lives it's, it's that's true. a joke, you know. I thought um, the movie. Did I mean, that... even after the
2: movie, the yeah. movie. Was... Yeah, yeah. Oh, even the movie couldn't kill it. The the, the the can't kill the phenomena that is cats.
0: Did either of you see that? The movie. No. Yeah. no.
2: I thought the stage version of Cats was weird. I didn't need to see a movie of it, especially yeah. that was really weird.
1: Yeah, because they, you know, like had to CG and remove all the buttholes off the cats.
2: And nobody really, nobody. I mean, granted, a lot of those actors that were in the film version of Cats were, you know, too big to for it to have any effect on their career whatsoever. But it wasn't even a blemish on it. Nobody, nobody looks at Taylor Swift and was like, is going to say, "Oh, she was in Cats." Like nobody cares. No, I don't. Yeah, you know, it's it's not a blemish on anybody's career. I don't think anybody was. Like, even it's uh, my two favorite, like, uh, Judy Den, Shanine and McKellen were both in it, and they joke about how they knew it was bad. They're like, oh, yeah, we did that for fun. That was, that was shit. I'm like, try, I'm and those to... two
0: are. Yeah, Idris Elba will be fine. What? Idris, yeah. Idris Elba will be fine. Ga-
2: Jason Derulo was in it, but people probably don't even realize that he was in it. So Jennifer Hudson's gonna... in it, right? Yeah, exactly. These are people that. they that... fine.
1: They just did it for so funsies. Things
2: it's not gonna hurt James Corden and Corden even makes fun of how bad it was so like you know if you have a sense of humor about it
1: I think Seth Rogen like live tweeted watching it while he was high you guys should read that Twitter thread I think it was him oh but I imagine
0: I'll... that's probably awesome when you're high yeah It'd be like absolutely watching... yeah I mean isn't that the only way to watch that kind of movie uh
2: it's like yeah, for, probably.
1: Well, it's like a cult film now, like almost like Razzie Tastic, you know? Like it's so bad that people watch it because it's bad.
2: You know, maybe it, maybe it. Be, I mean, it maybe it becomes like a The Room, The Room, or Rocky Horror before it, like where, like you know, you always you always want. Well, you we know about The Room, we because Tommy Wiseau. Of if if anybody's not familiar with The Room, it's the greatest movie that's ever been made. Um. It's also the worst. Hi, Kira. Hi, Kira. Um, it's also the worst movie that's ever been made. I like your headband.
0: Thanks. She can't hear
2: me. Oh, she can't hear me.
0: Very, um, very pretty with the flowers.
2: Yeah, a very festive household you got there, Sam.
1: Yeah, we like the headbands. <laughs>
2: uh, but like when they're making movies, like like Rocky Horror, they had to know when they were making Rocky Horror how bad it was, right? Like they, they didn't it can't think they were be. making. A, yeah, but it's, but I mean, you can never guess. Okay, we're gonna make a movie that's gonna be a cult phenomenon, especially back then when there weren't really cult phenomena. Oh, who made the room? Who wrote, starred, directed in the room? He to this day maintains that it's a, it's like quality cinema. Like he doesn't really he he understands that it's become a cult classic, but he will not acknowledge that it's terrible. Whereas the I'm sure everybody that was in Rocky Horror, even making it was like, oh god, this is bad. This is really bad. But it it's become a phenomenon. Like every city in the country has a some theater where every Saturday night at midnight they do the Rocky Horror and they do the thing where they the cat you know, the sing alongs and everything. Maybe cats can become that. I don't know.
0: Who knows? I just uh, like I'm just thinking of like the last well the three movies and I'm just wondering like during those times where I'm just sitting there in, in a chair or whatever I was doing and being like, Oh boy, this is not gonna go well by the end like I'm just trying to figure out like what my thought process was. I'm like maybe someone will see this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, it doesn't matter what you're doing. I don't think we've made bad movies. I don't think we make great movies either, but at least or at least and I I don't know. It's just one of those weird ones. I think that thought process goes through anyone's head who's on set. And if, well, you just
2: you don't want to. I mean, nobody goes out to make, well, maybe some people do, but like you don't want to be stuck in the middle. I'd rather have Obviously, you'd want to make one of the best movies, you know, the most uh, highly received, greatest movies of all time. But it'd also be kind of fun to be known as having made the worst movie of all time because people would remember it. I think the worst, I think the place you don't want to be is the middle ground where people are like, don't remember. Like, have no, not, like, oh, I don't even remember that. Yeah. No. Like, at least Tommy Wiseau will always have, if you say The Room, people will be like, oh, my God, that movie was so bad. But I know exactly who you are. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I agree with that. I always wanted to make like a cult classic type. When Machete came on my desk, I was like, "Yes, I didn't need to read the script." <laughs> I was like, "We need to be making this because people the... will remember Machete."
2: Yeah, I mean the the um, well get back to Machete in a second, but like I take that back. Rocky Horror was not the first to do that. Ed Wood made an entire career out of making terrible movies on purpose, and it it he's remembered
0: and give him that. I mean, Although I don't
2: know I don't know how well he'd be remembered if Tim Burton didn't make
0: the Ed Wood biop, biopic, but still. I don't think he would be. I think that yeah. biopic helped that and made people go back and look at it. So Well yeah, and Johnny Depp,
1: I mean, helps too. Yeah.
2: I'm still getting back to Machete, like uh, you know, that was the whole fun thing where all those tra- like when um Grindhouse came out. Mm. Uh, you know, the Grindhouse with the what was it, Death Proof and planet terror yes. i think the rob rodriguez one was planet terror and then yep. they had all the fake trailers in between them yep and um what one was uh machete one was um e- eli roth's uh i think it was thanksgiving something thanksgiving that, something, yeah and then there was also uh Werewoman of the ss i believe was that the one where with nicholas cage is dr fu manchu yes um there was a plan to have all of those made into real movies. Machete was like, Machete started as a joke trailer and then there were and then Robert Rodriguez like, wait a minute, I can I can make a movie out of this. This this can be done. And then but, but and Eli Roth to this day claims he's still gonna make Thanksgiving. I don't know if he will. That dude kinda just fell off the face of the earth. I've, I've been, I haven't mean, I don't I can't think of the last movie he directed. Oh
0: uh, uh, God. It, it... I'm trying to think it because it was it was another one of those horror movies, or like the he was was was
2: Hostel his was it didn't he do he was, did Hostel yes well his his whole shtick were those torture porn horror movies
0: oh he did uh, a house with a clock in it its walls oh sorry and Death Wish that was 2018
2: huh. oh he did oh he did the Death Wish wasn't that with uh, Bruce Willis yeah I was oh, okay I didn't I didn't know he did that
0: uh he also did knock knock with Keanu Reeves which was i haven't seen and the green inferno was the one that was stuck in my head huh so he has got two upcoming projects and, and neither of them are thanksgiving
2: oh that's a shame so well good for him i'm glad he's glad he's still getting work yeah
0: he, oh yeah i mean shoot he's still writing he yeah he rewrote cabin fever
2: so Um speaking just since we're on the topic of, of bad movies and I have to bring it up later. Um I don't know if either of you are familiar with the uh, there's a podcast called Cinephobe. No, don't um, this one. it's you you guys would both like it, I think. It's um uh, it's called Cinephobe and it's um some, some of the uh Ringer guys plus just some ESPN guys do, like Amin Al Hassan from ESPN okay. and Zach Harper. They do it and basically uh it's a they, they it's a it's a movie they're all terrible movies in order for them to do it. Like every episode is, is focused on a single movie. And Uh, in in order for them to, for a movie to be eligible for them to do an episode, it has to be below 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, either below 50% critical or below 50% audience. And they won't, so they won't do anything that's above that, but they, um, they've, they've done some good ones. I was scrolling back, but I, I specifically watched the latest one. They did Tango and Cash.
0: Oh, how which, dare that not be higher? Which,
2: well, to be fair, Tango and Cash is like 38% critical, but 52% um, audience. I'm
0: disappointed with the audience. I'm sorry, that should be much higher than 52%. And they also,
2: and, and uh, you we know, reference him all the time, but he, he's, you know, Stu Gotts, who's yeah. the co-host of my favorite daily radio show, the Dan Levitard. Um, Stu Gotts, if you're a listener of Dan Levitard, Stugats has famously over the years said that *Tango and Cash* was his, his, the best movie ever made. It's his favorite movie.
0: Right? They got
2: they got him on the podcast. Oh and my god! My god, is he knowledgeable? Like they, the the the, the guys who host the podcast it, had had all watched it for the first time that morning, and they had like intricate notes about like things that happened here and there. They brought on Stugats, who hadn't seen the movie in years, and Stugats knew every line. And, like he. Definitely, is a diehard fan, so I, re- I respect that. But there were two things specifically, and I don't know if the, any listeners have, are not familiar with Tango and Cash. It's one of the greatest buddy cop movies of all time. With the uh, Sylvester Stallone plays Tango, Kurt Russell plays Cash. Came out in 1989. Terry Hatcher. Terry Hatcher. Uh, I don't want to give away who she is because that's part of the reveal. But she is, yes, yeah, she she's part of Stallone's life. Uh, j- Jack Palance plays the bad guy. Uh, rest, may he rest in peace. Uh, if, if you don't recall, Jack Palance, star of City Slickers and City Slickers <laughs> 2. The, the search for Curly's gold. Oscar winner. And, and our favorite guy who we mention and bring up all the time, David Hong. Uh, or Not David, James Hong. James Hong, who played Lopan from right. uh, Big Trouble in Little China. He is also in it. Uh, anywho, the, uh, so yeah, they were, this, this, in depth, this podcast is like two hours long and they're going, you, you could watch the movie in the amount of time they were dissecting the movie, but there were two things they brought up that I thought were, uh, interesting, or at least Hugh, you might find interesting, maybe not, I don't know, but they were talking about, uh, early casting, uh, Cash, uh, the Kurt Russell character was supposed to be Patrick Swayze huh. and they were debating Oh, it's, it's well. Two things. Pat, and the reason Patrick Swayze dropped off, dropped out of it, was to do Roadhouse. So then they got into a discussion: Would Would Tango and Cash have been better with Patrick Swayze and Sylvester Sloan as Tango and Cash instead of Kurt Russell? And and which I I, don't, I think no, because I think Kurt Russell was awesome. Right. Like, cause he's you know, yeah. Patrick Swayze is not terribly charismatic. But, but then the better debate was that if Patrick Swayze had made Roadhouse and Kurt Russell had done Roadhouse, is that movie improved?
0: I think. Oh, don't don't make me favorite movie all Not time. So, you don't have to bat. I know Roadhouse is your favorite movie, but you, I would Russell have to say that Kurt Russell
2: would Kurt bring Russell another, has another has element so to it. So much charisma. He has so much because I can picture him. Imagine Roadhouse, but with Kurt Russell. and Kurt Russell, but he plays the Dalton character. Yeah, like like he would play Jack Burton. Yeah, like imagine imagine Dalton with that much charisma. Yeah. Patrick Swayze plays it pretty straight.
0: He does. I think um, it, I think Rhode I'm, House I'm thinking it elevates. I, think it be, I, think it I hate be to say that, with, but I think it elevates yeah. with Kurt Russell as Dalton.
2: You make a perfect movie more perfect. Yeah,
0: I think. Like that, I, that's I, hard to do. Imagine
2: imagine the on-screen like interactions between Sam Elliott and Kurt Russell. Oh. That would be cinematic gold. Yes. Yeah.
1: I haven't watched any of those films in like twenty years.
2: Oh, oh, I haven't. Oh, I haven't either. But it's it's amazing how much, as they were dissecting um, Tango and Cash, it is amazing how much it came back to me. Like they were giving certain like, you know, the, both both uh, Kurt Russell and Sylvester Stallone have these like really awful eighties action movie one-liners. Yes, it's, Stallone delivers real, much much worse because he's not he's he, Stallone actually shockingly is a good actor, but he doesn't do like one-liners very well.
0: No, that's, like, a, he's that's a, he's an He's a quality thing.
2: actor. Like if you go watch Copland, he's a yeah. good actor, but he doesn't do one-liners very well. Kurt Russell is the king of one-liners. Like that's hell. Big Trouble in Little China was almost entirely one-liners, um, but the uh, oh, what was I going to say? Yeah, like it's all of them came back to me. I remembered all of them. But then one this is this is another point that they were discussing that I thought was odd is one of the at the beginning when Tango uh, takes down that giant oil tanker full of cocaine. Right. And, you know, he, he's at odds with the other cops that are – that he, he's out of his jurisdiction, they say. Right. And then one, one of the cops says to Tango, who do you think you are? And then the other cop goes, he thinks he's Rambo. And then Sylvester Stallone goes, no, Rambo was a pussy. And then it got, it got the guys doing this podcast and me thinking, so in the world of Tango and Cash, Rambo exists. But that means Rambo the movie exists within the world of Tango and Cash because he knows that character. That means Sylvester Stallone exists within the world of Tango and Cash. And they were discussing, do you think Tango resents being called Rambo so much because he gets called Rambo a lot? Because he's an L.A. cop. So that means in Los Angeles, people might be going around being like, is that Sylvester Stallone? And no, it's this cop named Tango. That could get really annoying.
0: I was gonna do the whole last action hero thing where it's like, yeah, no, it, where it, it Arnold gets Schwarzenegger to that. is playing Rambo. That,
2: that and, was my first thought. Is when when you get start getting into the meta, wait, Rambo exists within the world of Tango and Cash. It becomes last action hero. What is real? What is fake? And I'm like, okay, I'm glad these guys brought it up because this is not something I would have thought of. I haven't seen Tango and Cash in 20 years. Now I want to watch it.
0: I have it on DVD. If you were hero, I'd loan it to you. I'm sure it's on some streaming platform though.
2: Oh, it's they said yeah, they said it was on like encore streaming platform or something i I don't know but but i highly recommend it so the thing's called cinephobe if you want to watch guy like three really funny guys they're all actually nba basketball analysts but they're just three funny guys who just pick really shitty movies and it's kind of it's kind of entertaining they 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 take the way a little too seriously like they, they really are dissecting it like it's a film class but it's still pretty funny
0: I mean that that that's taking like I had an idea about doing something like that, like the zero percent or the one percent, and just going through like the horrible, horrible movies to review. There are a few of them. Uh, I don't know if it still is, but I
2: I remember the one. Most of the ones that that tend to be at the zero percent or sub ten percent line on um, on like Rotten Tomatoes tend to not be theatrical. Like they tend to just be like straight to video ones that you'd never heard of. Right. But the, uh, the, one that, the, the one theatrical one that I was hovering at 0% up until fairly recently, I don't know if it still is, is um, Bucky Larson. I still. The, um, yeah. Uh, what's, what's his name? I'm Nick, Nick Schwartzen. Nick, Nick Schwartzen's movie where he played like a weird a dude who became a porn star. Yeah. That was hovering at 0%. And that was out in the theaters. Not for very long, but it was out in the theaters. And that thing was hovering at zero for a very long time.
0: It, I, uh, I'm, I'm trying to look it up. I think uh, what was a Gaudi is down there. Oh yeah,
2: I'm sure there's some way you can like go th- go through Rotten Tomatoes and search by like lowest rated. I'm sure. Oh else. yeah, I didn't go. I didn't. I didn't think to do that. But
0: uh, well, well, I mean, it, it, did you know the conversation was going to go this way? That's the question. Well, I know I was
2: going to bring up Tango and Cash. Well, so
0: fair. Uh, it's still at a zero.
2: There you go. Well, I can't imagine any new critics have come out. To... What's the audience one? Though?
0: 25%. That's... I'm okay, also disappointed the... with those fans.
2: They're probably all just members of the Sandler uh, extended family, I would imagine. Probably. The, uh, like, if 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 Adam Sandler has those fans that are still, that will never turn on him, like, you know, he's he's made some made some real shitty movies he's made some good ones but some great ones but there are people and you know we have hugh we have very good friends who are part of the sandler family and they you know i don't want to i don't want to diminish the work they do but sandler's made some terrible movies but you'll find certain people that that will not acknowledge that his movies are bad and i feel like bucky larson this bucky it's not it's called bucky larson forward to be a star Born to be a star uh i don't know if that i don't believe that that was happy Madison, but it but you know Nick is Swartz and is certainly part of that extended world, so I would sort of associate in the same way that like joe dirt and um and what was the what was the one where David Spade played a like the child star, the former child star I don't uh, remember your
0: own. Dickie roberts um
2: Dickie Ro- yeah movies Why like do that I
0: remember which, that shit
2: <laughs> movies like that that aren't like necessarily made by adam sandler's company but you associate them with just because of david spade and and nick swartzen and yeah so there's fans of those movies are just you know people like stupid things maybe it's like cats where if you watch it really stoned it's it's good i don't know
1: um there his netflix movie murder mystery with jennifer anston's okay
0: yeah it wasn't horrible i heard that was pretty It wasn't good. horrible
1: it's it's entertaining and it's very predictable the best part of that movie is luke evans though. So. really Um, yeah he's he's like a natural born villain and he's hot so that helps and he has an accent
2: yeah that that always helps he um well
0: yeah that one he what oh no i'm just going through the uh the zero percent movies so any any ones
2: you'd actually ever heard of
0: oh yeah absolutely uh staying alive with uh the sequel to wait the, the, the saturday night fever sequel yep Directed the, by uh, Sylvester Sol- Stallone. That's
2: why I brought that one up. Oh, uh, nice, nice callback. Jaws: The Revenge. Okay, okay, yes, Jaws the... <laughs> Jaws: the Revenge was awesome. Yep. for For multiple reasons. Um, I don't know if anybody. Te- Jaws: The Revenge was technically Jaws four. Um, yeah. they just did call it Jaws four.
0: Yeah.
2: And uh, it brought back uh, Lorraine Gary, who was the original. Uh, he, she was in the first two. She was Brody's wife. Right. Uh, Chief Brody's wife she was not in the third one she came back for the fourth one but Brody was not part of it but it took place in the Caribbean yes and basically the shark from New England like from Amityville followed her and her family the shark tracked her down in the Caribbean like this a great white shark basically migrated hunting her um and it also has one of the great. Uh, if you can even, if you Google lion roaring, one of the awful sound effects in the movie is the shark comes out of the water and roars like a lion, which is weird.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, it does star Mario Mario Van Peebles, yes. who was a uh, uh, used to. Yeah, but Jaws: The Revenge is not a good one.
0: Who Who plays the son? The son's uh... Lance Guest. Yeah. Star of uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, Last, the Last Starfighter. Yep. Yes. Police Academy Four, Citizens on Patrol.
2: That's a, that's a zero. Yep. Uh, I believe that also stars David Spade.
0: It does. That's why
2: I'm yeah. like, there's some links here. We got some. <laughs> oh, links. Oh, I see. The 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 family tree of these zero percent movies is 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 strong. Um, that's really wait. Um, Gutenberg was still in it by then. Yes, he was. Here? That was did, his did last drop one. Out? Okay, I didn't know if he dropped out after the third one.
0: No, it's the fourth one. I believe the. The fifth was Miami.
2: Yeah, he dropped. They, re, they they replaced him with Matt McCoy. Matt McCoy was like supposed to be the new male lead. Didn't really work out so well.
0: Yeah, he was fine, I thought. I don't. I mean, Gutenberg was great in Police Academy. Like my my favorite one's the, the third one when the academies go up against each other.
2: That was third one was back in training. Yeah, I think it was called. Yeah, the
0: um, which was the one that um
2: from Mannequin. Why am I drawing it in Six in the City? I'm drawing a blank.
0: Oh, um...
1: Kim Cattrall.
2: Um, Kim, Kim Cattrall. Wasn't she in one of them? She was in was the... Th- she, might have been the first one.
0: She was in the third one, I believe. Because the fourth one's Sharon Stone.
2: Oh, and then one of them, the female... The, 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 was Janet Jones, great Wayne Gretzky's wife. She was either in the fourth or fifth one.
1: Wait, sorry, what are we talking about? I got distracted because Kira was... Police Academy. Oh, okay.
2: It's okay, Sam. We're just... Dis- we th- haven't... Dis- I took a- See, this
1: is the thing. You guys haven't discussed one of the best... Like, kind of film in the 80s that are, in my opinion, is underrated. Um, Romance in the Stone and Jewel of the Nile.
0: Oh, fantastic movies. <laughs> yeah. Them both. yeah, yeah, own them both. I mean, they were straight up ripoffs
2: of Indiana Jones, but it didn't matter, be, it
1: didn't matter. They could pull it
2: up, like, you know, the uh, I mean, yeah, Michael Douglas was an awesome, awesomely charismatic lead. And, and she, we, we as we discussed her last week, it was the things last week and two weeks ago, she's awesome.
0: And let's not forget Danny DeVito.
2: Oh, he's good in everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah, I feel like those movies kind of get forgotten because they weren't really... I mean, I, I guess... I don't think that... Are they related? I don't remember. I haven't seen they, them either. They are,
0: they are related. The yeah, they are sequels. Because
1: they, they play the same characters, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not like a trilogy or anything of those sorts. No, like, I, th- I mean, I have the box set of Indiana Jones and Back to the Future and all those classic ones, but people always forget about those two films. I, I watched it so much, just, you know, whenever it was on TV I believe,
2: or whatever. I, I, I believe they were based on the novel series, like, um, but it, the Romance the Stone, I believe was pretty popular and successful. Yes. The Jewel of the Nile, the uh, sequel was not, which is probably why a third one was not made kind of in the same way, like with Sahara. Remember with the uh, Matthew McConaughey, Sahara,
0: Yep.
2: taken from like a very well-known character from a, from, from a series of books, but it did, that they were trying to turn it into like a, a big series. But it was so bad and did so badly. They're like, "Yeah, we're not gonna make
0: it. I liked Sahara. I thought it was a fun movie.
2: It was fine.
0: In the fans of saw it. National but, Treasure.
2: No, well, okay, National Treasure. Now that's a that is quality cinema. <laughs> I'm still I'm still waiting on that third one. Although they kind of ran out of things to to search for, I suppose.
1: One of my friends was such a big fan of National Treasure. He like forced us to watch it, and I fell asleep. Wow. Yeah
0: that's uh, impressive
1: I mean I don't I'm not like for or against Nicolas Cage at all because I think that he's actually a great actor in some films but yeah it's I don't know I just couldn't keep my attention apparently and I love history I I, I majored in it
2: he steals the declaration of independence
1: come on (laughs) oh geez
2: it's incredible I'd say it's even more fun history than Hamilton could ever be and in the second one, they found like something like the the presidential book of secrets hidden inside uh, at Mount Rushmore. Hmm. It's pretty great.
1: Speaking of Mount Rushmore, <laughs> did you guys see I, any of the footage
2: I'm, from I, this weekend? I'm I'm pretty convinced that he only went there because he thinks Nash, uh, National Treasure Two is a doc, like is an actual true story.
0: And he was looking for gold.
2: And I I really loved his defense of because um, you know they. Uh, I'm glad he didn't burn it down, I I mean, as far as I can tell. But, like, you know, they stopped doing fireworks shows at at Mount Rushmore back in 2009 because it was too environmentally dangerous to do it Um, because of the area around it, obviously, because you you could burn down the Black Hills. But Trump's people, when they were trying to defend why they were going to do it, their actual defense was, well, you can't burn down Mount Rushmore. It's stone. Like, that's they thought that that was the they're actual idiots. fear. They thought the actual fear was, like, the faces. They've never been gonna, there, huh? Gonna, faces were going to melt off the... Yeah. No, they absolutely are absolutely idiots.
1: Well, I mean, I went there last year on a road trip. There's a lot of trees, just FYI. Yeah. Lots you of know. burned
2: down. Lots... But,
1: um, yeah, they're correct in that it's made of stone. Sure.
2: Yeah. But, uh... I guess I guess they didn't burn anything down, which is good. I, I didn't hear anything about that on the news.
0: No, there's not nothing like that on the news. There's plenty of other stuff that are going on in the news. People getting fired for being stupid. You know.
2: Well, yeah, that happens. Yeah. A lot of. Uh, I'm kind of getting. They're kind of overplaying the whole Karen thing now. Like every day, like you know, every day there's new footage of somebody at a store, or or out in public saying super racist, like, you know, a, a, a lot of white women out doing racist, stupid things. And they keep getting called Karens. Um, I feel like it's, that term's really getting watered down now. They need to come up with yeah. something different.
1: I feel bad for my friends that are named Karen, but.
2: Oh, I made the mistake of bringing it up to my. Karen. Oh, your
1: roommate. That's right.
2: And she was like, I don't want and like, she was not even in a joking matter. She's like, I do not want to talk about it. Cause that's, a, and they, the, I even saw like on the, whoever, whatever entity keeps track of baby names like you know on a yearly basis they'll keep track of the statistics of, of like most popular name in the country they said in the last like two years Karen, the name karen has dropped to like zero because it, it has like such a bad connotation
1: and i'm sure rebecca or becky too
2: yeah the uh no, now they've uh they've taken it yeah becky becky really took a hit from lemonade i think like uh beyonce really destroyed the name becky for for most people
1: I know it was uh, so good from from Sir Mix a lot, and then it went up, and then it went back down.
2: It's true. <laughs> Aunt Bec- Aunt Becky kind of tarnished it too a little bit. Mm.
1: Oh, true.
2: Yeah. The um, but like now now when you see these, if it's if it's a woman out creating havoc, like complaining about anything, and they call her a Karen. Uh, but now if if you see couples out, if it's a guy and a girl doing it, they either, they're they're calling them um, Karen and Kevin. Which is unfortunately, I, I I mentioned it to our friend Kevin. He's like, oh fuck that! Don't 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 make it my Kevin.
1: I thought it was Ken. No, they're, like, well, like they're, and Ken. well, they're
2: they're doing a lot. I've seen uh, well, Chad. Chad has always been the go-to to refer to asshole True. white dudes. True. Yeah. So I've seen a lot of Chad and Karens, but I think they were just going for the alliteration. But I've seen a lot of Kevin and Karen.
0: Oh, uh, I would just I go to they'd... Ken just because there's not as many Kens out there. I do know some Kens.
2: Well, the key is that it, it's it's that they're, they're what they're going for is the like in a, a a stereotypical white name. Like they went with Karen because they think of like just
0: yeah, it's huh. a white
2: person name, which is true um, to an extent. Although there, um, I've seen uh, people go on rants saying like, you know, it's not just a white person name. There are there are women of color named Karen. Uh, you probably should go for a more stereotypically white name, but nobody could think of one. Tiffany. No, like. See no, because the first—if you say Tiffany, the first Tiffany I think of is Tiffany Haddish, and maybe that's just recency bias. But like, you know, I think I mean, of the singer it, Tiffany. But okay, the singer, the singer Tiffany, sure, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, So two of the three, I guess. Let's, but um, can can we come yeah, up
0: we, with a name? That's the question.
2: Well, that's just it. That the, and this was Bomani Jones, by the way, who was say, saying it. He's a he he he's very very smart and funny when it comes yeah. to issues of race. And so he was he was like he was even saying he's like you, you guys know there are a lot of women of color who are named Karen, right? Like we really need to come up with something more. And he's like honestly, if I had to get if I had to say one, I would have said Becky. But be- Beyonce went and ruined Becky. Now Becky's a whole different thing.
1: Mm. Well, but wasn't it back then like just the annoying coworker, or the annoying person would always be called Carol. Or did
2: I just make that up? See, no, Carol is a good
0: like, one. I I, I so can get on board with Carol. I was just thinking
2: that too. Uh, well, of course you can, you. Yeah. Um <laughs> Don't know what you're um, talking about, Nate. Yeah, no, you didn't date a Carol. No, I didn't. Um, well, oh, I did not a, know that. That was good the joke. Know. That was the joke with um, our good friend Lisa. Uh, her she used to drive that the Volkswagen station wagon from the '80s that she named Carol because it it basically looked like a. Like the something a mom would drive from the '80s, yeah. So that that's a good one.
0: That's a good one.
2: But yeah, Karen. Like, cause I, you know, I could there are two. I, I can name right too, two two well known women of color who are named Karen. Well, not well known. One's well known. Like you know, there's Karen Parsons who played um, from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh, played um, what was it? what was the sister's name? I don't remember. Um, it was um, Hillary. Hillary. That's it. Yes. And um, and I, I guess this is also lesser known, but
0: Whoopi Goldberg's real name is Karen.
2: Huh. Of course, Whoopi's a little bit more distinct than Karen,
0: but there's another name, Hillary.
2: That could work, except now it's, it, everybody just connotes that. I know. with
0: Hillary yeah. Clinton, but yeah.
2: yeah, that would certainly be a uh, a white uh, a white girl name for sure. Yeah, that's you know it's hard that's... to it, it, you know it's hard to come up. It's
1: like Chelsea. You know, or any of the facts oh. of lies, white
0: white girl names. I'm I'm looking at it right now on my Twitter verse, Kellyanne. Yeah. That would oh, be yeah. it. That would be it. as far as
2: I because there's really only
0: one that I can think of. Yeah. But she would fit. Yeah. And she just fits what the Kelly are doing out there.
1: Do you remember that whole tirade on in on in Ted when Mark Wahlberg lists off all the like white trash girl names? Yes. Any one of those. <laughs> any one of those <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Oh,
2: that's, that's a good, a good
0: one. Point. I didn't think about that yeah. one.
2: But yeah, I just like there's just so many. It, it, it's every day. It's uh you know it's it's a new Karen out there, and it's like. Uh, I mean, you if see? you go to
0: Urban Dictionary, Urban Dictionary, Nate's name is just wow. That's all I can say. There's no need to bring. Yeah,
2: mine's um. Yeah, if if you find yourself on Urban Dictionary, and I highly recommend you should. Uh, look up Nate. There's some good ones. You might have to. There's. The There's best some rivalry one, we all, ones. We, we all know which one was the best one. Yes, um, is I believe several pages in now. It's not the top. It's no longer the top definition. But when you find it, you'll know it's the you know it's the one we're talking about.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I don't recall. I mean, we looked up Hughes. Yeah. But with your spe, with your spelling specifically, like, like Sam. I don't know if for yours. I don't know how, how many entries for Sam there probably are
1: well my full name is definitely not there well no i didn't samantha that's, I, probably. I was
2: gonna I, well yeah because sam could also be man man or woman um but yeah no i was i was gonna guess that sam wrong's not in there but you never know
1: who knows well as we mentioned before it was made popular from the girl next door
2: <laughs> true that is true um but yeah, that was we spent many an many an afternoon at the bar going through all the definitions of our names on Urban Dictionary because there were some really funny ones. Especially if you have a somewhat unique name, not because certainly Nate is not, but Hugh with a W is at least here is fairly unique.
0: Yes, well, yeah, the U W especially. Yeah, not not so much where I'm from. Very my name specifically is extremely common. Like, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of me. There's a lot of Hugh Gareth Lewis's out there in the world.
2: I imagine there would be. Just like um, our our very good friend Sinead. I imagine there are quite a few Sinead Murphy's on, on the island of Ireland, I I would imagine.
1: I think there's one in her, in her the same like town <laughs> that she's from. Because back like when I used to mail stuff to her it they didn't really have an address. It was just like town. And, and and county, and I think like there was like one main road or something that you can mail it to. It was very, <laughs> there was no zip code or anything. So, I mean, it's a miracle that they got their mail. But I think that there was another Sinead Murphy that, that kind of moved in like recently because she's been in Cork for forever now. Um, but yeah, her hometown is so small, it's just such a common name. Yeah. And her sister's name is Siobhan. So, that's yeah. common too.
0: Yes, it is. Yes. Oh, those Irish. I mean, I, yeah. I can't really knock it. There's only like yeah. seven last names in Wales, really. Yeah,
2: Glasshouse is you. Yeah, Glass I know.
0: Is... Can't really throw them. So, yeah. Um, what are
1: the What are the common last names? I don't know much
0: about um, Wales. It's Joan, Thomas, Williams, uh, Davis, or as everyone else would say, Davies. Um, oh, what is? And Morgan. Morgan's Morgan. very common. Yes.
1: Which is my last name. Uh, yeah. Wow.
0: I think that's yeah, I think that Powell and Lewis are like the top seven. Hmm. So there's some other ones in there, but those are the most common. Jones Under is Lewis number one. Up. Jones is Jones. The, yeah, yeah, sounds jo- about right. Jones and Williams are the two most common because we were a culture that didn't have last names, and all of a sudden we needed them. So well, it's
1: I mean it's better than Korea.
0: What's that? There's like
1: there's like four, there's four. There's like oh, Kim yeah. Park Choi, None. Lee. <laughs> like there's there's hardly any. So it's yeah. very similar. Huh,
0: I forget about that. Yeah. I'm and
1: sure. in like in Thailand, they they have the longest last names, and I think they're made up. In Indonesia, I don't I I don't think they have last names. They just make up their own names, if I remember correctly.
0: I I did have a Thai friend in high school, and I do remember his last last name. And it was really long. Shari Ketikul?
1: Yeah, they, there's uh, Thai and, and, and Laos have like the longest last names. It's kind of crazy. But on the flip side, like Vietnamese and Cambodians have very short last names. Don't know why. Um, my dad made up our last name when we came to America. So there's not that many Sim ancestors that you
0: can trace back.
2: <laughs> we should, we should, Americans should uh, adopt that of just making up your own name. They kind of did. That's, uh,
0: well, I
1: mean, yes, that's true. I mean, look at Elon Musk, Nate. Uh, look at the
2: president. Oh, that's just
0: real... uh, yeah. Because
2: they don't want I, to no, I know, but I, I, I'm. You're talking about when, when families immigrated here. I'm just saying I just on a dime, just like you have a kid, you just make up, you know, like when Phoebe wanted to be Princess Consuela Banana Hammock. Just make up your name.
0: I'm behind this, Nate. If you want to go with Princess Consuela.
2: Princess Consuela Banana Hammock? Yeah. No, I'm good. Um, I think
1: you can legally,
2: just FYI. Yeah, you
1: can, you can.
0: It's allowed. It's just a
2: process, isn't it? I'm curious what when Elon Musk's um, son is, uh, what, what he's going to go by. I can't wait for all
1: the nicknames that he'll
0: get. That
2: name is unusual.
0: Do we even know what it says?
2: Yeah, it's, um, yeah, I, I have to, I know how to pronounce it. I just have to look at it.
0: That, that, that's a good way to start
2: um, well no i'm just trying to remember the order of it um it is what is it oh it's um it is x aeon that a e combination is pronounced aeon um okay a a12 so it's so it's x a on a12 and originally he had to um They wouldn't let him, they wouldn't let them name the baby that, because in the state of California, you are not allowed to have symbols or numbers in your name. And originally, the Aeon, he had that A-E combination, which is considered a symbol. And he had the number 12 for A-12. So how they got around it is now it is spelled X, space, A-E, space, A, and then the Roman numerals 12. So it's A-X-I-I. And, and the, what it stands for mm-hmm. is, um, uh, I don't know why I, I went so much into this. Uh, a- X stands for the unknown variable. Aeon stands for artificial intelligence. And the A12 stands for a, um, a, a plane that they both love. It was, the, uh, it was an early prototype of the sr 71 Blackbird plane.
1: Oh, it's glad that so, they like, so like the, the way same they
2: things. explains the the way they explained it kind you know, I get it, except I have no idea what exactly... are they gonna call the kid X? That's kinda cool, I guess. X is
0: okay. AI would be kinda cool.
2: Twelve? I mean it, you you break apart any any number of those, it's I mean, let's be honest. The kid's gonna be fine. I uh, I saw um in just the last three months, uh Elon Musk's um net worth has jumped 20 uh 60 billion. He's made 60 billion dollars in just la- just during the the quarantine basically.
0: I just read a little bit about a guy who purchased an, a Tesla 3 or whatever the hell the car is for $60,000. He's been waiting on it for a year and he's like if I invested the $60,000 into Tesla, I'd have $420,000 uh, because at the yeah. time he bought it it was at 200 a share. And he's like there that's hilarious. Yeah. I'm just like, well.
2: And he's, it's, it's becoming more, I mean, he's a pretty awful human being.
0: Yeah. And uh, in his,
2: fa- his family also has a very questionable history involving um, blood diamonds in South Africa. Yeah. So he, it's not like he's coming from a great place. Uh, yeah, his, his family history, he tries to sweep it under the rug as much as they can. Basically, what he, all he wants people to know is he is from a wealthy family in South Africa. And he just wants to leave it at that. Yeah, that's not uh, a good
0: thing to leave it at when it comes yeah, out to it. Yeah.
2: But he, and it's becoming more and more obvious. Like, he gets credit for being, like, this genius that has all these, these, you know, SpaceX is sending people to the space station. And Tesla is making an absurd amount of money given that their cars seem to be relatively, like, not shitty. They're well made. But, like you, like you said, you can't, you order it and you never get one. Yeah, but it's but but based on the engineers that work for all these companies, it's basically it's pretty obvious that he's basically Thomas Edison, like he's ta- he just takes credit for other people's work, like the people that work at Tesla say like he does, he actually hampered he hurts the business more than he helps it, like if he weren't if if he didn't get his hands in it like he like he he wants to try to control everything and they say that if he didn't do that they'd be leaps and bounds ahead of where they currently are because he hurts them. And the same thing with SpaceX, like, evidently, like, so he takes credit for a lot of things he shouldn't be getting credit for.
0: Of course, but that's what, yeah. you know, Edison what, did. Yeah,
2: yeah that's exactly, I mean, that's why we know Edison, and you have to explain to people who Tesla was.
0: Yeah. Ironic, given that his car is
2: named Tesla, even though he's the Edison in this analogy.
0: And explain to me a better role than David Bowie as Tesla.
2: Oh, that was good. That was perfectly cast not an not a great movie but it was perfect Uh,
0: of the two magic movies that came out of that time it was The the Prestige Prestige and and The Illusionist Illusionist.
2: Uh, yeah okay See, the problem
1: now is that every time you say The Prestige I am um, burdened with the 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 visuals of what Nate's friend calls The Prestige (laughs) because he keeps telling me that story over and over again yeah
0: that one yeah but the movie
1: is great
2: yeah that that friend is now a married father of like a 10 year old and an eight year old. And yeah. Wait, and he has I
1: kids. Yeah. He has, oh yeah. That's he has right. He has several kids. kids. They're yeah. like,
2: they're 10 and eight, I think. And I even, I, I saw him at a wedding last year and I even told him how we brought, I brought him up. and meant I referenced the prestige and he, you know, he did that thing like, Oh my God, I used to do that. Didn't I? Like, he was, uh-huh. he was, he's, you know, it was just one of those, Oh, I hadn't thought about that one in a while.
0: How does that one not pop back up in your head every so often? Being like, yeah, I did that a lot. It happens. to Yeah,
2: but it's it, just like Sam and our group of friends, you that, that you hear the prestige, that's what you think. You don't think of the movie. You think of what you <laughs> used to do.
0: I know you brought that up in a previous episode, so we'll have to have people yeah. go back in time to find out what we're talking about.
2: Well, there's also some Me Too elements to it where it was probably sexual harassment. Possibly. Like show, basically, essentially showing off your balls to people that didn't want to see it and then yelling prestige, so, yeah, we don't need to get into it, and yeah. I won't name the friend.
0: No, that's, that's fair enough. And yeah. with that high note of the prestige, we can call it a day, you, you guys who have been troopers, coming in, sitting down, and talking for an hour, always.
2: Yeah. Good times, guys, yeah. good times.
0: You know, it's amazing when we have nothing and we come up with something for an hour. I think I'm going to have to rewatch The Rule of the
1: Nile and uh, Romance in the Stone if I can find it.
0: I have those and, on DVD. And, and Tango and Cash, Sam. And Tango and oh, Cash.
1: Tango and Cash, yes. I always get
0: it confused with Turner and Hooch. I know that's awful. I think Tango and Cash is on
2: Dog,
1: Lulu. Tom Hanks,
2: yes <laughs> it, That just makes... Well, I, <laughs> Sam, I I, I only think of Scrubs when I think of Turner and Hooch. Like, the... which. Yeah, the Hooch? Uh, hooch, hooch, is, <laughs> hooch is crazy. <laughs>